Hello. Hello, hey, boys, boys and girls. <laughs> Come sit with your Uncle Grey. <laughs> Got some candy for you. Got a couple of nice things on sale, stranger. <laughs> Opens the jacket. <laughs> okay. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Dying Alone podcast. I'm Grey Carter, and with me are Curry Rydell. Hello. Gavin Dunn. Hello. And Gabe. Hello. All right, today's topic we are talking about. Do you about still not know Gabe's surname? A isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> I've released it to the. I'll delete that if you want. Yeah, that would be great. He actually added, messaged like, me and asked me not to share his last name. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. My second Sorry, name Gabe. is um. The concubine. Yeah. Just all one word. <laughs> that his laugh, second name that is. Laugh is even more sec- pedo than mine. <laughs> his second name is. Is McCarthy Bigaro O'Malley? Yeah. Oh, shut up. Uh, uh, McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. Oh, McGillicuddy. There that we actually go. is. <laughs> that actually is a real name, McGillicuddy. Oh, no, I know, yeah. There's like, isn't there like a mountain range named after someone called McGillicuddy? Well, it's in Cork, so you should probably know that, yeah. Yes, there is. It's fascinating island talk. Right oh, now. so interesting. I, I honestly yeah. hesitate to interrupt it. <laughs> oh, it's okay, so much so... Ireland talk today. Today's topic is art design and soundtracks. We decided to take a positive note because whenever we try to do a gripe-heavy podcast, it turns out really positive. And whenever we decide to do something positive, we sit and complain for an hour and a half. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll get the ball rolling by just getting it out of the fucking way nice and early by saying just Metal Gear, all of them, soundtracks. Yep, Yep. that's it. Done. There we go, we're done. Yep. Uh, Now we can move on. No, well, well done, on. guys. I'm glad that we have figured this out. Good <laughs> See you next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could go into oh. much more detail than that, but I'm not going to for the sake of these two. We we can we talk about well, stuff. No, you can. Yeah, like, we can I'll talk say, about revenge. I think, yeah, which we all have really good uh, yeah, experience yeah, yeah, with. Definitely. And it's also markedly different from the rest of the Metal Gear games. Yeah. So, I mean, you can listen to those and they sound kind of like the same thing, but filtered through different eras, whereas Revengeance is very much its own creature. Yeah, definitely. The music in one of in that game was one of the few things I really, really did love, actually. Yeah. It was um, really, really good. I think good. anyone who's into like metal stuff can, can get behind that. It's mm. a kind Art-wise, of metal, I thought it was the way it, it dynamically moved with how far you got into the fight as well was very clever. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastically done. The one of my music, one of my yeah. favorite parts was um, in the last boss that the the track just started at full intensity because it was just like, yeah, this is it, it's over. <laughs> and there was there was no change in the <laughs> the track at all. It was just like full on for the entire fight. Mm. God, that was a good boss fight. It was, but we're not Which here to talk about if that. You've seen it, Gav. <laughs> Which like boss fight? The final one. The, yeah. Yeah. Senator. Super I have Saiyan, seen it. I, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I moving on, on because we will. I mean, we said we were going to get it out of the way, and then we talked about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we acknowledged it. All right. Moving uh, on. Yeah, yeah. I think the most obvious. Okay. Well, I've got I've got a pretty obvious one, which would be uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Oh, okay. Aesthetics oh, or soundtrack? Well. I thought both were pretty good. Both. Yeah. Both in in Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Yeah. Um, I what I really like... liked. Oh, go ahead, Gip. Um, I remember all, like the biggest thing for me was like the you know the piss filter is like the most infamous part of the game and I, I played it on like a <laughs> shitty four by three portable TV the first time and when I played it like without the piss filter on a on a like a proper like in a on a PC in 1080p 60fps everything it it felt like way less yeah. unique and less yeah. interesting. I love the gold filter. It was a very yeah, effective. I thought it was amazing. 
Yeah. It, it just adds a tint to the entire world that fits the world and mm. fits like the lighting very well. And it's kind of necessary mm. or else you get really bland visuals. Mm. Like it, it's, it's obviously also, there for a reason. It's yeah. a poster child for games that are technically ugly. Like Human Revolution on a technical level is not a very nice game to look at. No. Like the mm. character models are chunky. The world's very static and dead. Mm. But the actual um, design work and combined mm. with the filter just give it a, such a unique renaissance kind of look and the music really helped with that as well that mix of like like you said renaissance almost choir stuff and then the very subtle electronica as well it almost was also Vangelis-esque. it was its own thing but it also managed to hark back to the deus ex soundtrack yeah which yeah. Is, is a very difficult thing to do i think without like just reusing chunks of the soundtrack mm. Yeah, yeah. There's that magic moment in the beginning after you do your little walking tour. You get up to um, David Sarif, isn't that the boss's name? Sarif, you get up yeah. to his office, and the theme from the first game starts playing very subtly into the into the soundtrack. And I thought that was really, really clever. Yeah, and it gives you one of those cool little nostalgia moments. His office was a marvel too. The uh, wasn't it? Yeah. The the problem w- with Human Revolution from a visual standpoint is that a lot of it was bland, and all of the detail was centered around very tight areas. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, there's a wonderful contrast between Sarif's office and the white office of someone else who I'm not going to name uh, for spoiler reasons uh, yeah. who you come yeah. across later. And there's a, there's a beautiful contrast there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in just have, in terms I, of there was um have you ever looked at the ceilings in that game there was like a thread on reddit before um basically someone took pictures of all the ceilings in the game and it's amazing how much thought they put into the detail on the ceilings it's all this um crazy modern art style like every ceiling in the game looks incredible <laughs> i, I, I literally didn't that. look up once yeah. <laughs> i think they kind of like put that stuff in for the sort of people who played the original deus ex who would like look everywhere for everything like that's yeah. the people who were that kind of player, but I'm just not because I didn't. So <laughs> I I appreciate. Well, that, they but... say, don't they? That they say, don't they? That players don't generally look up at yeah. all. You have to guide their eye up if you want them to. But uh, yeah, that game was to me like fucking hell. And as you say, Gray, it's not technically a very good-looking game. The character models are kind of ugly, and the animations are bad. And oh, the facial but for something. Are so terrible. The fucking the, yeah, the black they're, they're lady, the, the controversial black lady, is like one of the most <laughs> embarrassing moments in uh, of last gen. Just in terms of how it was presented, yeah, um, and mm. obviously the tone was really bad. But actually, if you look at her face, she's got like the face, like facial characteristics of like a twenty-year-old model, and she talks like a fifty-year-old, like um, doing an impression of a jive comedian. Didn't they have to do something like that? Oh no, sorry, that one. Uh, uh, for RE5, they had to change the play- character models. We talked about this before, didn't we? I don't think we did. Um, they changed character models. I I, I don't... Th- I heard this like from a friend, so it's probably not entirely true, but it, it is weird that like uh, there's some character models in like the opening of the game when you're just walking around before you get your guns that um they look like Mexican, but they have like some like African features. It's really strange. It looks like they changed the models to be a little less racist at the start of the game. But um, Maybe they just added in... Um added in some white people after the reaction to the the trailer yeah which is which <laughs> like doesn't really quickly help bleep, when you give, still got give those african like um yeah yeah a very obvious mm. white woman being chased by like evil black guy 
Oh, I remember and that. And <laughs> it just came off as very, yeah, very that was awkward. Like worse than anything that was, that was in the trailer. So it was quite strange in that regard. It's like we gotta go save the white woman now. Mm. Oh no. But I thought it was a actually a, a not a, again not a, not a technically gorgeous game, but um, those early levels were RC5. very atmospheric and very well designed. The player models, especially. Yeah, actually, it's a good a good series for this episode actually, because most of the Resident Evil games have wonderful atmospheres. Yeah. Like the forest at the beginning of four, that whole chapter was incredible, and the village. Oh, fantastic use of light in the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the forest. Mm. Shame it didn't come over to the PC version. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and obviously, I the, like uh, the what, I, what I find interesting about Resident Evil is the art design survived very big art shifts. Um, like you had the first game on the PS1, which was, I mean, for its time, gorgeous and very atmospheric. Mm. And then um, the remake was, you know, equally good, but updated, you know, with a 10 year update. Yeah. And, and then it even looked really good in um, the first person shoot, like shoot em up things they did. On the way. I don't know. I haven't actually played any of the, uh, the Resident Evil spinoffs. I've just played the the most recent mainline games. I guess four, five, and six. They're okay. They're not great. It's nice to look at areas like iconic areas from a three D perspective. Yeah. So I think we 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 can't really do this episode without mentioning Elder Scrolls, can we? I mean, it's pretty much for many people the pinnacle of atmospheric games. Yeah. Um, um, I would I would say it's. I know right. Gray doesn't really agree, but. I, I would honestly go, I would say Oblivion is fucking hideous, both on a technical and art design level. Morrowind was an ugly game, but it was the art design was much, much better. The design in Morrowind is actually some of my favorite. Like, everywhere you go feels so, like, it, it feels so real. Cause, like, an alien, very yeah. alien. Well, you, you have, like, um, yeah. these areas that are colonized by, like, um, the, I don't know, Bretons or whoever the, the real humans are in that game. They're, they're clear, like, human areas and, like, elven areas. And, like, there's a really weird split with them. And, yeah. I, I just thought, like, everything felt very very different and unique design-wise. There was a YouTube video discussing that where he talks about um, the the inspiration for the art design for Skyrim, Oblivion, and uh, Morrowind. And how Skyrim and Oblivion are clearly pulling from, like, one source. Like I think Oblivion Skyrim and Oblivion are, are, are quite different in terms of... Yeah, but they they're, they're, are, each yeah. of them are only pulling from one source. Skyrim, like Oblivion has a very Roman Skyrim look, is much more... Uh, and Skyrim has a very Viking look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Morrowind yeah, is like more all over the place, pulling from like dozens of different sources. Yeah, yeah Morrowind definitely... But Oblivion, is Oblivion as well. Oblivion is very kind of nice and clean, and uh, the towns were kind of bustly, but in Skyrim everything's very ancient and falling apart and, and kind of ruined. And actually, I, I sometimes wonder, did um, making Fallout 3 have a huge influence subconsciously on the guys who designed Skyrim? Because Skyrim was so much more grim than uh, than Oblivion in true. its atmosphere. Oblivion is just kind of a cheerful fantasy like, world, and I'm fine with that. But um, yeah, like, even, even the though Shivering there's some Isles, seriously dark, is, yeah. seriously dark shit in Oblivion as well, though. <laughs> yeah. But even in the Shivering I, Isles, that, that, that was generally pretty cheerful, no matter where you went. Like. Yeah. I think the Shivering, I- Shivering Isles was the, the highlight of the design for the game. Oh, by far. The Shivering Isles is like the highlight yeah, of Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Possi- um, possibly the best moment in the entire series, actually, the Shivering Isles, arguably. I really liked the, I know it's kind of a contentious issue, but I really liked the UI in Skyrim, at least the design of it. Mm-hmm. I find in a lot of fantasy games, people, trying to, when it comes to actual UI and, and art design, they go, oh, it has to be like ye olde fantasy. So in Oblivion, you get like all these fucking parchment scrolls and shit. Whereas yeah. in Skyrim, it's a very clear, minimalist, 
bleak um, interface that matches the game, which again is very mm-hmm. bleak and like wastelandish. I would say I'm one of those people who really likes a yieldy fantasy interface. So um, like, as long as it's not written like in super obtuse, like I can't read this shit text. If it's like if it's <laughs> like a monk font. Yeah. yeah, if it's like a balance between there's some fantastic. Uh, sorry, you go on, Gabe. If it's like a balance between like Helvetica and fucking Book of Kells, then I can I can stand it. <laughs> but um, fuck you, man. The, the the font on my new video is Book of Kells. It's Book of Kells <laughs> as fuck. Is that the Irish equivalent of fucking papyrus? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like our most famous ancient book, and it's written in this like um, really hard to read, distressingly font. angular cursive. <laughs> it's the, the Irish Comic yeah. Sans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just some typeface jokes for you uh, listeners. I know you oh, like yeah. those. It's real, it's real funny. We're, but, we're topical um, over here at Sky- the podcast. Potato Sans. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's some fantastic. Uh... <laughs> Fuck. What did he say? What What are you on about? Potato sands. It means without potatoes. Oh, potato sands. <laughs> <laughs> that works on sure. a lot of levels. That was oh, clever. That dear, was a clever oh, joke. Dear, no oh, one's going to get it, but whatever. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, of course they're going to get it. You just explained minus, it. I did just explain minus it. Minus yeah. the potatoes. But they're not going to laugh that at it because I've good. explained that it. Was, that, that was pretty good, man. That was, that that was, was dark and low, but that was good. Obvious did, one. That Gabe, did get... you see that Gray um, pretended to be upset with me today, and I got I felt really guilty, and I apologized I to him. And you, it you were like a human to piss. him, which he just doesn't deserve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were making fun of my debilitating illness, dude. <laughs> I'm not like on Twitter going, "Ha your heart can explode at any moment." That's hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, let's move on. <laughs> so, um, an obvious one. I think, that I think it just did. Doesn't get. <laughs> Anywhere near as much love as it should is Gears of War for the the yeah. Oh hell yeah! Like that I, defined I the entire generate like half of last gen easily until until Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. every game wanted to look like Gears and play like Gears, and while none mm. of them ever succeeded, they all just looked kind of hideous. Like Unreal Three was horrible. Um, Gears Unreal Three was so terrible. Was just singularly beautiful. And I don't like, know. There's something the so there's so the... there's something so comforting about taking cover behind an Unreal Engine air, um, fucking <laughs> air oh, filter machine because they were in like every single game of last gen. Yeah. Using using like uh, Unreal Engine air filter machines. What are they called? Air conditioning units. There we go. Yeah. As cover. I like the the. The traffic blocks that are suddenly like they're just moved into convenient yeah. places. Like you can just like look down a hallway and see several yeah. little homes. Like I'll be safe here. I'll be safe there. Yeah. I'll be safe there. But I don't know. I'd say like the brown, the brown criticism of gears is is fair. Like it doesn't use color. It's very well. the thing is though, it's not a brown. It's game. more. It's a gray game. Gears was gray, not brown. Yeah. It, it's colors. It's like not like it heavily didn't... brown, but it's, it's all muddy. Then... It breaks into mm. dark black, sorry, dark blues for the uh, the city and scenes. greens. Then into greens, yeah, and then into blacks gr- and heavy like yellow, this creamy bloomy mm. kind of crap for the um the MacGuffin the final. fluid, whatever it was. Like, yeah. What's that um the, yeah. the level? I think it's the second level in the game with the the, the bat things that would swoop down and kill you if you were in darkness. The krill, yeah. I forgot what they were called. The krill. They were, that was great. That was such the a krill. good plot moment. It's the that krill. Really, really, really liked, the I krill. really liked that level. Like, I, I spoke before on the, the last yeah. podcast. I can't remember if that was one that went up. But um, about the, the level with the berserker, the first one 
you meet in like the big like yeah, yeah. greenhousey kind of room that was that felt very atmospheric to me as well i, I really do like the atmosphere in, in gears one yeah. it's been like eight years since i played it i should, mm. I should get back to that at some point I'll agree, you, uh, we should co-op it man it's, it's like consistent you, you feel like the world is real as you're going through like you feel like all right this is the place yeah. that's you know been fucked Again, it pulls from um, yeah, numerous time. different sources design-wise. Like the enemies are all medieval. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at like the way the grenade, the grenades are like fucking maces, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. With like a. And the Theron guards. I mean, they obsession with statues and stuff. It was very interesting. Mm. The Theron guards looked really medieval as well. Their armor was very uh, ancient looking. And when you got the Hammer of Dawn, you basically became a paladin. <laughs> Calling, calling yes. down rays from pose. God. Yeah. <laughs> that was such an empowering moment every time you got that gun in the game. Oh, it was and so they, sick. And yeah. they did it really cleverly as well that they would... First time you only got to use it on a berserker, but the second time they just let you completely let loose on a bunch of mooks. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. That was such a brilliant game. That's, that's well designed. Nice. Like, that's that's kind of like... It gives you it yeah. as like a tool to beat a boss. And like... it it gives you power yeah. and then like it gives it to you again just so you can use it on all like the little guys like and you're still being overwhelmed mm. which shows you that the stakes have been raised so yeah, a good yeah. design decision well mm. done cliff mm. blazinski <laughs> yep talented bloke yes. and a nice bloke as well having met him oh um, man i, I thought gears gears the... 2 was really atmospheric as well though and, and i thought the gears 3 was a lot more colorful tropical shit just didn't do anything for the series mm. i felt like it it kind of it got rid of its trademark look in in favor of being another Unreal Engine game. Um, I actually I think the reason for that is sadly because so many games imitated Gears of War that people started bitching a lot about how Gears of War was brown. And I think Cliff and them probably thought, okay, well people want us yeah. people want us to put more color into the game, and maybe that somewhat took a bit of the atmosphere out that made it so great in the first place. I also think the way the narrative was handled was really badly bad too. The thing about Gears One is it was all really vague. There's just there's monsters. I don't know. There's this kind of slightly fascist um, government you're working for. It's all very vague and distant. And then in two and three, they obviously had to have more story, and it just became a lot more routine and predictable. Mm. It never did quite get explained though what how it all began and like. Um, anyway, I thought that I don't want to spoil it, but the ending I didn't. I didn't like Marcus's um, way he acted towards the end of the game. Put it that way. <laughs> I think it I didn't kind like of the was, or maybe I thought it maybe it that was the whole point. Yeah. yeah, but maybe that was the whole point all along. Maybe that's what they were trying to say to us. So you know? anyone else? Mm. Although, because I've got a big fucking list here, and I will. Go I'm, I'm going to get it out of the way right now. Jet Set Radio Future. Mm. It's like some of the best, like the the coolest design stuff, like. I don't, you know, I was a skateboarder in like in my younger years, and so I inherently hated rollerblading. But like <laughs> that game made me want to be a rollerblading. Is, is that artist. is that like Bloods and Crips for like nerds? Oh yeah, it, <laughs> for, like, it is. Thirteen dude. year old middle class white kids. Yeah, <laughs> it is serious. But uh, yeah, and then like this, the music in that game is like good sometimes, and but also crazy repetitive. Crazy repetitive and actually grating and awful. Like yeah. it gets so bad, mm. it's just ridiculous. Like some of the weird. So pretty much like pieces. like like everything Gray listens to then. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I don't know. It had Before such we, a uh, good feeling yeah, vibe. That's all I want to say. Uh, You're right there. I was actually listening to your latest single today, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sick burns. Um, 
before we go on, I don't know if Gray has this on on, on his list, but I want to give a because I got chastised for not talking about fighting games enough last time. Uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike has probably the best game soundtrack or fighting game soundtrack in my opinion because the one thing i love the most about fighting games is that you can basically do whatever the fuck you want with the soundtrack because like there's so many different ones like there's metal ones and there's there's techno ones and there's just everything it's it's there just seems to be this unspoken rule that you can just do whatever the fuck you want with them but like third strike came out in 1999 and i think the director of the game he was saying just like (laughs) it feels like he just went oh what's hot right now yeah let's just do all of that so it's just like all hip-hop and drum and bass (laughs) and like dudley's theme is just straight up gay house it's it sounds like something you play while you're grinding on someone or something it's just it's i could listen to it for absolutely forever it's it's so good it it feels like they try to make actual songs and then put them in a game rather than like game music which i really really which i really Mm -hmm. like so, yeah, Street Fighter 3 was on my list, but actually for its visuals rather than its soundtrack design. Oh, yeah, I can definitely talk um, about that, too. It's I like- still think it stands as one of the most drop-dead gorgeous 2D fighters, you know, made. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, The animation work is, is outstanding. Yeah, I think Elena's idol animation has like 108 frames or something, like, as opposed to like, I don't know, whatever the fuck they get away with these days. The uh, the sprites aren't mirrored either. They yeah, yeah. They are done for different sides, like left and right, which like, is that, incredible. That's the reason that Gil is uh, blue and red, like he's painted like... To right show off the, the engine. Yeah. yeah, because if you turn around, he's like more red on one side than the other, and if you turn around, he's, he's blue on one side. And it's the same with Elena, he's, she's got like different piercings and bangles and stuff on, yeah. her, on her left and right sides, just to show off the engine. <laughs> Q's fucking heavy punch man just yeah like that way just leans into it and it's like it's this crazy overhead punch and it's just so beautifully animated oh the like the the punch in the stomach and then he just like slams his fist down on top of their head and sends them flying yeah i love that one yeah oh man i, gotta, I want to play that now i'm gonna play that after the podcast <laughs> but your point about about fighting games having very varied and distinctive soundtracks it does does stand like tekken had a lot of like light techno dance stuff going on yeah Soulblade did some very interesting stuff with um, almost like rearranged period music. Mm. Um, and obviously stuff like Blaze Blue is doing like fucking Victorian metal mashups or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that um, the new Killer Instinct is one of the biggest reasons that I like it is the music. Because the composer, Mick Gordon, who's just does fantastic work he does the he did the soundtrack for the new wolfenstein game as well which is i haven't actually heard i assume fan fantastic yeah really good really good soundtrack um it's like every single killer instinct song has been really different so far like there's a rap one there's a techno one there's a metal one there's a orchestral one like the orchestral one saberwolf's theme is called the canthropy it's like 10 minutes long and it's like just it's, it's so good man you should, you should go listen to it it's ever just Go look up the new Killer Instinct soundtrack on YouTube if you're listening to this. After you listen to this, because well, the old Killer really Instinct good. soundtrack was fucking great as well, man. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, um, I was listening to I listened to like the original like Mortal Kombat soundtrack and the the Killer Instinct classic soundtrack, like the fucking the way you move and everything. It's just it's so yeah. fucking silly. It's oh, it's it's great, man. Yeah, I remember playing Killer Instinct when it came out, man, and it was just we couldn't believe we were hearing like, and I say this very generously now metal yeah in a in a game yeah. and uh, i mean it was basically like one of those crappy casio synths with a terrible guitar voice going for us that was like the most amazing shit ever like yeah yeah no i, I, I looked like... up some some screenshots of the original game and i'm like how did i ever enjoy this it looks so fucking silly yeah. <laughs> like i used to play spinal yeah. was my favorite character and he's literally just a skeleton with a sword he looks oh, he's so, so fucking, fucking funny though he looks ridiculous <laughs> he does yeah. yeah yeah i feel like i remember it, and at the about... time when you're so you got you on. Oh, I was just gonna say, I remember something about like uh, there was like a blind person 
who was really into Killer Instinct as a fighting game because like the it was so clean like the footsteps and like the the oh, wow. sounds for the animations like he could pinpoint where people were and he That's could cool. he could Jesus. fight like he could play with other people and it was like one of his favorite games. Huh. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I remember um, when I was very young, I went into a, like an arcade when arcades were still a thing, and I was I was looking around all the machines, and then I saw like a Mortal Kombat two machine or something, and you know I was just hooked from the moment I heard the the, the, the main Mortal Kombat theme. Just like yes, I want to play this, you know. Mm. But I got more into Street Fighter as the time went along because Street Fighter is more of a is more of a game. Um, but I love I love Mortal Kombat, but it's it's pretty um. It is what it is. Uh, it's not very competitive or anything like that. But uh, it's it's not a soundtrack thing. Mm. But the voice clips in Mortal Kombat were amazing. Shotty cage. Like yeah, that fight is like it just hasn't been matched in kind of about starting um, voice clip. Yeah. Or fucking that little toasty dude who I forgot his name. Toasty. But yeah. It's so good. It's so satisfying. <laughs> oh, my favorite one was always the the friendship because he just sounded so confused. It's like. Scorpion wins. Friendship. Friendship. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I miss when arcades were still, you know, a thing. You have to move to Japan, man. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really do. So, art, music, uh, Bastion, Transistor. Oh yeah, definitely. I haven't Just, actually got around yeah, to Transistor. Yeah, the art, art design of that is amazing. Gen Z. It's yeah. very good. Very good artist. My, my favorite thing about the, the Bastion, like when you when you get to the what's your face singing build that wall, is just like you just stop and they knew you were going to stop, so the announcer comments on it. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> he's just like he stopped and listened for a while. It's just like yeah, I, I sat there for like five minutes because <laughs> I didn't want to move. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Bastion on a visual um, level is the levels are beautiful, and then the main character is actually like a really shoddy three D model. Yeah. Um, um, he looks seems, all right, I guess. They seem to have like I don't think he's actually three D. I think they've just taken screen caps of a three D model, and he sticks out like a sore thumb. I never, I never really it, noticed but that. I, I get too. what you mean. Yeah, I have a really obvious one. Um, Planescape Torment. Visually, I, I think it's ugly, dude. Oh man, what's, it's what's the mesmerizing. Design, the, the aesthetic in it is incredible. It's, like no, it's a random mishmash of like it's impossible to tell what's going on in the backgrounds. I thought. I think that's kind of the point. Well, especially at the resolution, well, you have to play that. Did you did you play it modded or did you play it when it came out? Like I played it when it came out, and I played it modded, and it does uh, look a lot better in high res because you can get an idea of like the backgrounds as a whole. Okay, but okay, but you see, you're 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 thinking technically now, aren't you? You're thinking that building got in my way, whereas I'm thinking this thing looked like a big fucking giant mushroom penis with spikes sticking out of it and what an incredible looking design no, no see it's it's from a design level where i think you i couldn't tell what things in the background were supposed to be or what like 3d plane they were supposed to be on so they just felt like weird okay. photo collages sometimes huh. uh, around the city indoors it wasn't me. as bad but some of the, the stuff around the city mm. just didn't seem to make any sense from a perspective wasn't that kind of the point of the game though with, with all the doors and kind Perhaps. of this whole un this feeling of unreality about the whole thing, like yeah, I love the game. I whether just or not that was intentional Infinity is arguable. Infinity Engine games had a nasty habit of looking like weird 3D photo mashups. Um, One thing though that really took out of the atmosphere in that game was the combat music. <laughs> it started. I I kind of wished there had been a thing that halfway through the game, the combat music just wouldn't have played anymore because it was just the one piece. And it was this really frenetic 
uh, piece of music that just kind of made you want the fights to be over because it was actually got really grating. To be yeah. fair, if there's one thing that took me out of that game, it was the combat. Yeah, no, like, it's the, the it, combat it, was shite. So it's not even combat. It's yeah. just like you wait and the fight ends. <laughs> it's one of my favorite games, guys, and you should really go play it. But there were a lot of problems yeah. with playing Skip. Just, just play it on the easiest mode. And play it for the story. That's what I did. And invest heavily com- in intelligence and charisma. Like, fuck combat stats. Like the game's yeah. not a combat game. No. Um, one thing I was going to mention, and it's kind of like another, like a not really a technical thing, is that I really miss pre-rendered backgrounds. I know there's literally no use for them now, but like I've been playing Final Fantasy VII again because uh, I haven't actually beaten it yet. And um, obviously, I think is every background in that game pre-rendered. I think it is. Um, Yes, and it's just oh, they, there's so much detail in them. Like even even through like the, the JPEGness of like how they look blown up on a on a bigger screen. I mean, I'm playing it on the Vita, so it probably looks better than on a on a huge monitor or a TV or whatever. But um, it's just I don't know. I, I I still like the sort of limited frames of animation and you know painstaking detail that went into everything. The beautiful thing about pre-rendered backgrounds is you can have very small details mm. that don't take a great deal of work to accomplish. Yeah. So if you want to have a little bar that has a little sign above it that says something interesting, you can do that. You don't have to like build the asset. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this came up. Aren't, with... aren't um, pre-rendered backgrounds kind of making a comeback now, though? I, I don't think so. I mean, they are they? they are. There's, they're still in. What was that RPG because... that came out last year? The top-down one. What was that? Uh. Oh, I can't remember. Gray was nagging me to play it for ages. It's oh, the one Shadow that you Run. did the critical miss. No, it, not that, but that did have really cool backgrounds. Yeah. No, it was one that you were in, you did a critical miss about how it went on and on too much with too much text. Oh, you're talking about Divinity, uh, Divinity? Divinity and that is actually 3D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was playing that some of that today, actually. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I, 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 the engine is so good. The, the, the way it's a visceral kind of world where you can interact with things and it feels so real. Yeah. And then the fucking writing starts and there's like a bajillion lines of it and it's all this fucking trying to be funny fantasy shit and it just drove me nuts. Uh, it, it, it makes me chuckle. It's not exactly funny, but... Um... It, it's when it gets too wordy. Like there is the one dude in like the temporal place. It's like a little little dude just talking oh, a bunch of fucking, like oh, jargon. The, yeah, the yeah. exposition goblin. That yeah, the I did, I did not like that. And I like reading. I like I like Planescape Torment, and that's a fucking. I don't that's a like book reading it at all. With the game stuck to it, um, <laughs> a book. It's a book. <laughs> a book. I will stab you in the asshole, dude. <laughs> Promise. Oh. Promises. Promises. All right. Speaking of uh, Shadowrun, before though, I think I think it's the same guys, but they're making a new game called Necropolis, which is mm, yeah, really, really pretty cool. looking. You um, linked me to that, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I've linked it in the chat, but it it looks. Everything looks so clean. It's like it. It looks like Journey stylistically. Like there's so many angles and clean shapes, and yeah, that's one I'm really looking forward to art-wise. It's showing at PAX, so we'll see more of oh, it. Oh yeah, this looks very cool. So. Oh, oh wow, one of those this games looks really to cool. Souls. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> immediately what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I suppose any third-person. Um, over-the-shoulder camera setup now that doesn't have people like air dashing everywhere. People are just like, ah, that's fucking Dark Souls. That. If there's um, 
It's it's a well. I'm talking well about a, a game that has that also hasn't come out yet, but um, Hyper Light Drifter looks like it's going to be one of the prettiest games. Does look astounding. Yeah, and that, have one of the best soundtracks because I, I saw like one of their preview videos, and it's like it's sort of like the music's all like bit crushed and stuff, and even like the atmospherics a bit crushed, and um, the art is just so so stunningly pretty. Like it's it's very it's, pink. And, it's so but, good. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's like there's a ton of indie games on the horizon that look just absolutely stunning, like Rhyme. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the one that looks a lot like Ico, but more colourful. Oh, uh, I haven't. Heard oh that. yes, I saw that. Yeah, that looks very cool. No Man's Sky looks like it has a pretty yeah. interesting it's aesthetic as well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I can't let myself get excited for it. Um, because it looks it, like everything I've ever wanted, and it's. I just I, I can't believe I've been scorned too many times. Yeah, wait, it wait till it comes out. Looks yeah. like the see. kind of game <laughs> Molyneux would promise. Yeah, like, yeah. You that, get that, a spaceship is... and you can take off. You can go right down to the planet, and there's like rendered fucking animals that are different for every planet and shit and i'm just trained to go yeah this is bullshit yeah just like sure there's going to be nothing to do other than look around and Mm. i don't want that in the game to be honest well it's is it's a space sim isn't it so by nature there's probably just going to be a lot of mundanity is that a word mundanity yes it is mundaneness mundanacity I think um, Elite Dangerous can we, uh, kind of nailed that too. Uh, from what I've seen of it, it's just like it, it seems to be like a very space simmy sort of game, much more than um, No Man's Sky looks like it's going to be, and that it's just like mostly just the emptiness of space. And that game looks really cool. Yeah. They I've been trying to decide whether to get too. that or not. I'm tempted, but I kind of want to wait until I get the um, the Rift or whatever Valve is bringing out for VR now, because it just looks like a game that would be so much Oh yeah, yeah. Can you play it with a controller? Because I hate using oh, mouse and keyboard for gaming. I, I, I assume so. <laughs> you play it with a, a, friend of you mine play it with a fucking joystick, you casual. Fuck. Yeah, I was going to say. You can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rayman, yeah. in general, but also so, particularly Rayman Origins, which is just holy fucking shit. Look at it. Yeah, oh, God, yes. Some pretty artwork. The original Rayman, um, I thought was really, really pretty, and then they went 2D, and it looked like the... 3D, sorry, and it looked like the ugliest fucking game ever. <laughs> Rayman 3 was very good, but also hideous. Oh, Ray- Rayman 3 I liked a lot, but Rayman 2 looks terrible. Really? Am I thinking of... Rayman 3 is the one on the PS2. Um, yeah, okay, I'm thinking of Rayman 2, which is not a pretty game, but it was very, very good. Yeah, yeah, very good, yeah. I just really liked how much personality the Rayman uh, the Rayman 1 had, like in, in this, with the sprites and everything. And, like, the uh, uh, musical the, the, levels were so good. The different themes in the world. Oh, yeah, the musical world was fantastic. <sighs> I would say... Um, can we can we talk about Okami? You guys can. I haven't played it. We I actually haven't played that one either. It's um, fucking incredible when it comes to atmosphere. If you, if if you had an option to skip all the dialogue in the game, that is, it would be perfect for atmosphere. But it's not like dialogue so in Japanese yeah. games at all. Oh, dude, the dialogue in Okami is—it's not the dialogue that's the problem. It's the there's no voice acting, but they still felt the need to fill yeah, they just, the game with sound, so the characters go like. They go blurgle wurgle. So there's like 20 minutes of this shit and like getting no, the No, except there's so like odd. Zelda doesn't make you sit there and listen to it for like 10 minutes at a time. Oh, that's fair enough. But uh, the sound, the soundtrack in Okami is so incredible and unique. I've never heard anything like it. Maybe just because unlike I'm not as like um, knowledgeable on Japanese culture and games as you guys are, so it no felt kidding, very unique like to Gear. me. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't watch much anime stuff either. Like, I've seen fucking Akira and the Ninja Scrolls and some other one about, like, some guy in a gym who's trying to oogle the girls and everyone laughs at his boner. And then everyone oh, turns, had, turns into a big tentacle month. 
No, is it Urutsuk Doji or something? Uh No, that's mostly it's... about uh, tentacle rape and the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, crazy that's, fucking that's movie. Anime. I mean, that's, that's what, classic. That's, that's what a I... classic tentacle. That's a tentacle rape classic, dude. That's that's what I dream about. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty much the mo- the thing that turned me off anime. Fair enough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I'm not, not going to bother getting into this. I honestly uh, don't watch quick, much anime either. I just, the, the ones I do watch are, I, I kind of nerd out over like JoJo. Quick anime digression, uh, Kill a Kill and its soundtrack, fucking amazing. Um, Suano's soundtracks in general are just fantastic and you should watch. Like he, he will literally carry a show on his fucking back on the strength of his soundtracks. I was... Let's not get it, get into the. Yeah, I won't start talking about the problems I have with Kill the Kill uh, because nerds. Oh, it's huge, 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 huge issues. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But the the soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah, it definitely is. Like I'll know Zero is fucking garbage too, but the soundtrack, holy fucking shit. Yeah. All right, back to games. Um, back to games. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with Mirror's Edge. Such oh, a pretty game. Oh, such a pretty game and such a good soundtrack. I don't it's remember the like soundtrack, but I really, so really love the visuals. Yeah, it's like everything's so clean the and well done, and when light of, comes um, in, it matters so much. Or when color comes in, it's so important the color that's there. And mm. it's know. a dedication to one color too. Like there's the orange bit, and then there's the blue bit, and it's used yeah. to guide you through the levels, and it's it's very good in that respect. It's because it's so it's so based on like white essentially. Like everything is just like white standard, and then it it brings in color to like influence you. And then, like, it gets, and the like, music, the, the music reflects hat, but... that as well. Yeah, the music has this kind of shimmering, crystalline quality to it that uh, really emphasizes the the aesthetic of the game. It's futurism to it. Yeah, I think one yeah. thing Mirror's Edge mm-hmm. did do quite well that a lot of other games based in the future didn't is it perfectly captured like the Apple design aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the, that, the, that the modern minimalist with, thing. Yeah, clean whites and plastics and. Um, that's kind of how things look now. They don't look like fucking Blade Runner, you know, where it's all like gothic architecture and Chunky neon CRTs. signs everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking know. of soundtracks, anything with Jesper Kidd on it has a wonderful soundtrack. Who's that? Um, is that Mass Effect? Assassin's or? Creed. He did, um, mm. and he did like the Borderlands series. He did Darksiders. Like there's Borderlands a, there's, there's has a particular song lovely Borderlands music. One, yeah, that's just like it's kind of an atmospheric one. It's got this big, huge, bassy synth drone. They play it when you're in like a, like cave sections or something that I just absolutely adore. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be able mm. to like pinpoint it, but it's it's there's some tracks in Borderlands that I really really like. Yeah. What I liked about Assassin's Creed mm. he is just... fantasy games or historical games tend to always default to kind of boring orchestral shit. Yeah. And because of the sci-fi yeah. element, um, Assassin's Creed had like a a mix of classical and kind of um, electronic kind of ambient stuff mm. going on, mm. which made yeah, it a lot more time. tolerable for me, um, both in the visuals and and in the uh, and the uh, soundtrack. And he and a lot of acoustic guitars as well, which actually for gaming gave it quite a unique flavor. Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed Two is one of my favorite soundtracks ever because they mix. It was basically the three elements were those sequenced synths, the acoustic guitars and harps and things, and then that absolutely beautiful kind of almost operatic singer, the female singer, mm. over the top of it. It was very subtly. It was really, really well done. 
Yeah. Um. I, one thing I really like in games that I don't think enough of them do, especially with like the whole orchestra, just we want to be a movie soundtrack thing, is moments where there's just like no music or very very subtle quiet music that you wouldn't even really like be able to to like focus on. Because like um, sorry to go into Metal Gear again, but um, Ground Zeroes has a lot of that. Like um, <laughs> there's um. There's no escape. There's no escape. Um, this is the only time <laughs> we're going to It never ends. All right, fuck it. I won't talk about it then. No, it's fine. No, no! <laughs> fuck you! No, go on, fuck go on, you! Talk about it. <laughs> go on! I don't care! I don't even care! Talk about Metal Gear Gabe. All right, yeah, I'm fine. Um, the, uh... <laughs> fuck it. I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> I'm so sure cool. we'll cover it next week. The... Yeah, basically, Metal Gear is great, the best game ever. That's what he was going to say. No, I was actually... No, you were talking about its use of silence. Yes, because mm. as with, like, with most Metal Gear games, there's, like, generally, there's, like, not a lot of music just when you're sneaking around, and it's just, like, there's just music in the caution phases, but in... I don't even think of Ground Zeroes is there's music in the caution phase. It's just, like, like there's just... It's just basically just atmosphere, and the music only really comes in when you're being chased. And like it, it swells up in certain parts, like when you um, rescue Paz from the whatever. And um, sorry, spoilers. And you put her on the the, the chopper. Like the main theme from Peace Walker comes in for like just like two bars, and it's just like really like surprising out of nowhere the first time, and then it's just gone again. So like the game is mostly silent, which I really like. But um, yeah, it's a real pity saying. they didn't do that on a violin. Really? That theme oh, it should have it. just no, been played on a violin. Yeah. You mean on a damn fiddle? A fiddle. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. God, that line was so bad. I was sitting there with my head in my hands when I was, I was like, people enjoy this? What? I was like, okay, it has to be ironic. But you know we're not getting into this fucking conversation again. <laughs> hey, you're bringing it up now, not me. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get a bunch of really obvious fucking indie games out of the way. Because um, they get yeah. covered every time. Journey. And that's me- just for Journey. Journey. Res. Meat Boy. Flower. Yeah. Meat Boy for visuals? Cannibal. It's clean. Really? Well, no, for soundtrack, Danny Baranowski's the fucking man. Monu- uh, Monument Valley, that kind of shit. Limbo. 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 Damn, games are good, isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, there's a, especially there's like, Metal Gear. Pretty, two, pretty 2D <laughs> fucking indie games are so fucking common now. It's actually really frustrating. There's like four came out last week. I'm never going to get to play them all. Mm. <laughs> like, I just don't have the fucking time to play them all. That, I can't um, play VVVVVV had a really good soundtrack as well. Um, I wasn't so big on like the Commodore 64 aesthetic or whatever, but um, or whatever fucking 8-bit computer thing it was trying to ape. But the soundtrack, like the, the soundtrack in that game, was absolutely fantastic. It's it's just um, it's so, some of the best like just like chip tune nostalgia stuff I've ever heard. I suppose. If you, if Speaking you... of art design, oh sorry, go ahead. No, I was done. Can we talk about George Kamatami in uh, or Tani, however the fuck that's pronounced, just in general, like vanillaware in general? Oh, you mean? Ooh. I don't know, can we? Are we allowed to talk about that? We should. Dragon's Crown is like titties, unique titties, like titties, titties and pecs and fucking. The dude is so talented and has such a like unmistakable art style. I'm sorry, I (laughs) unmistakable. So I just go. I just Google this vanillaware, and all I'm seeing is a bunch of fucking big animated weebo pedo fodder. God, God, God. Look up Dragon's Crown and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's art, you you fucking philistines. <laughs> it's all very well done. Like everything. It's so... called hentai and it's art. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stanley. Look up uh, Muramasa and fucking Muramasa Rim- is gorgeous. 
Yeah, Grim yeah, Dragon's no, Crown's I'm, I'm okay, looking here's up Dragon's the thing, right? Crown now. Muramasa is just as fucking. At least, uh, at least the ones in Dragon's Crown Dragon's look Crown. of legal age. Yeah, whereas <laughs> at in, least the ones in, in Dragon's they Crown like look of legal age. Children with bulbous heads. Yeah. Um, no, this is just not my kind of thing at all. I love that all the pictures of the female characters of fighting with Dragon's Crown are all in some ridiculous 4K resolution. It's necessary. I wonder why. Oh Christ! I personally, I don't even notice the breasts. I just notice the art, guys. The art. I don't. <laughs> yeah, sure. right. Yeah. I mean, it's. it's oh dear, it's all I'm very noticing. I'm noticing pretty... some pretty disturbing art further down the, the Google search here. Yeah, you might want to close that window, guy. <laughs> this game has some. Uh, this game has some horny fans. Jesus Christ! No kidding. <laughs> um. One game, uh, in terms of like aesthetics, it's just like the same like pixely 2D, hard as balls indie game thing, but Risk of Rain. Um, I really, really liked, not so much the art style of like the characters and stuff, but the levels themselves felt very, uh, I suppose, believable. Like they were very like well thought out and very alien, like in a kind of similar way to the, the Morrowind was, but in a lot more like technologically advanced ways. And, and I thought the soundtrack was, was really very good as well. Um, yeah. I found it was so impossibly zoomed out. I, I couldn't really concentrate on anything. I couldn't. Like, I played it, the only time I played it, it was with, like, a group of four friends, and it's just, like, the most immensely stressful game to play. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, constantly having a heart attack, because everything is coming at you all the time. And it's, I don't actually enjoy playing it that much, but, um, I, I think I really, really enjoy the aesthetics, anyway. I'm just looking at my Steam list for some other things. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, one, uh, like, a B game from a while back, Enslaved? Uh, Odyssey to the West. Yes. That game. Yes. It uses complementary, like a double complementary color palette, really well. Like everything is blue and green and red and orange, and it's just mm. I don't know. I guess it's not really com double complementary, but it's, red and red and green look really pretty together. Yeah, and then it works in like other like washed out blues and it like the aesthetic of the game of like a like Earth like thousands of years past going to shit or whatever is amazing. Like it's done so well with that very light Chinese influence. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and the I very um, and for such a ruined world, it was such a bright, colorful. Well, the first chapter in New York was so bright and colorful, <laughs> yeah, and then it kind of got darker as you went along. Yeah. I think Ninja Theory games in general are stunning to look at. Uh, the new Devil May Cry yeah. was had a f amazing aesthetic. I, I it did. Like, I'm really into like the neon colors and and, and shit. Um, oh, that dance club level, just absolutely astounding. Yeah, it's so good. Like, I, I I really like the um like the the Bill O'Reilly boss fight as well. Um, mm. I know that's the one everyone talks about, but it's just I think for good reason. It, it's it's probably my favorite in the in the game. I know everyone loves to hate that game. I still really like it. I love it. It's, I think it's fucking great. I, I'm really looking what forward to the, the new version as well, actually. Heavenly Sword. What's this? Heavenly Sword. I've heard of that. That was supposed to be the PS3's answer to God of War. Yeah. And it was... Oh, I remember that. Right. It's like it's like the game... It's kind of the game that was like the PS3's equivalent of The Order. Where it's just like, yeah, this is the reason to buy a PS3. And then it came out and it was like... Mm. And it was kind <laughs> of just another dodgy launch. Game. Speaking yeah. of... Uh... Speaking of pretty gratuitous female character designs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. Um, God yeah, of War had a fucking amazing soundtrack. Oh my god. What's interesting, I think it's written by Rihanna Pratchett. Not God of War, obviously. The uh, Heavenly Sword is written by Heavenly Rihanna Sword. Pratchett, I think, who did Mirror's Edge really? and, um, and Tomb Raider. 
and Tomb Raider. Wait, Tomb she Raider. did. She did. Mirror's Edge. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. She's I, awesome. I love Rihanna Pratchett. Oh, how the fuck have I not mentioned Hotline Miami yet? Uh, the aesthetics for Hotline Miami are very controversial. I would say. Like, I think they're gorgeous, but a lot of people have said they're just, like, headache-inducing nonsense. They are headache-inducing nonsense. Like, I got a, <laughs> I got a really bad headache when I was playing the game for the first time with, like, the, the, the song that plays in the first game, the level. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so hard and it's so frustrating. But, like, I just, I, I got up and, like, I turned the lights off and I just played it all night for, like, six hours until my eyes, like, were just bright red. <laughs> it was, it was, like, it was a very strange experience. And that's Which what I guess I is the idea of the game, isn't it? It's yeah. supposed to be a very trippy, almost painful experience. Yeah. That, that, oh. that soundtrack is just exceptional. There's certain people who I follow on Twitter and who Gav also follows on Twitter that disagree with me, and they can go fuck themselves with looking at this because it's got, like, the best soundtrack ever. But anyway. Um, yeah, I always get stuck on that one song that sounds like um, Darude's Sandstorm <laughs> sped up. Which is... It's like, oh my god. Which is the best uh, song ever to be featured in any game. By the way, uh, if you were curious, uh, <laughs> FTL had a really good soundtrack as well. It um, did. I recently uh, bought that on Bandcamp. Yeah, I, I've just been listening to it. I listened to a bit of it on Spotify today, and I for, forgot how nice it was. Um, I don't know. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One, yes. Two, and Three. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Those, those, That's how I those got like music. shaped my music in middle school and elementary yeah, school. <laughs> They continue to shape my music taste. Like, punk and hardcore and rap is just, like, everything I like now. <laughs> yeah. I think I they kind of just... got a bit dodgy, like, going forward in the... Like, I don't know. I, I was, like, looking through the soundtrack list, and, like, by, by the time it got to Tony Hawk 4, I was like, eh, most of these songs, I don't know. But like, I think they started getting a little bit too rap-heavy as time went on. Yeah, there wasn't enough stuff like awesome. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Goldfinger, and then there's some Dead Kennedys, and then like the third one had CKY, which was like popular for a little bit. Yeah. Gorilla Radio on two, so good. Oh, uh, Cave Story um, has a. I don't know if, if you guys have played it. Um, it's like I've played the original. Yeah, I've played the original. Like I played that like in 2006, and it's just like it's entirely made by one guy. Everything in, in it was made by one guy. The soundtrack, the visuals, program, everything. And it's not exactly like the, a pretty game in terms of again like character models and stuff, but the backgrounds and stuff. I really like have a thing for like super detailed and kind of I guess kind of like uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like broken down backgrounds, like um, anything that's sort of like destroyed or ruined or whatever. I, I really, I really, really like, um, especially if it's like in, in a. I'm with I'm stuff. I'm with you on that one. And the, the, yeah. the soundtrack. I'm with you there. It's really, really beautiful. Like, um, you should just go play it if you haven't. I'm, you, you know who does, uh, well, I think everyone knows it, but nobody does Urban Decay quite like Rockstar. Any any sections in their games that are in run-down, shitty old buildings always look amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, um, they're, they're, they're stuff in Manhunt. Manhunt or, yeah. And also, there was that, um, I don't know if you got that. Uh, did you finish the Max Payne 3, Grey? Mm -hmm. there's a later level where he's going through this like building in the slums and it's just incredibly designed it just you can feel you can feel the horrible mess and dirt and mud everywhere and it just they do a really good job of of it i think that is even in gta where they don't have as much detail to work with they still get those rundown areas looking great the uh the haunted building in red dead was really good too haunted building in red dead what was that again in red dead redemption there was like a, a house that was actually haunted it had like shit would move yeah. around and stuff they do they do dead spaces very well mm. um 
Um, obviously, obviously, I have to mention Fallout Three for atmosphere as well because it's my favorite game because of the atmosphere. So there you go. That's said. It's out if of the I, if way. If I had to describe the Fallout Three atmosphere in one word, it would be uh, green. Yeah, it's it's there. That game is full of fart gas. <laughs> I well, it is a nuclear dream, wasteland, it's so. Of fart gas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you, you play as a character wearing a gas mask full of fart gas. <laughs> I can only describe like green and purple clouds and shit in games as fart gas now. Um, but um, on, on a similar note, uh, less less fart gassy is, is Dark Souls. Like it is my favorite game because of the atmosphere it has, like, especially in. Um, the last area, the killing the first flame. Uh, there's like I can never tell if it's like music or just like voices in the background, but there's something going on in the background, and it's it just it lends itself to like this like you know like this gigantic vast apocalyptic area. I'm not even sure if you can see the roof in it if there is a roof, but it's 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 probably my favorite area in the game, and it, it's sad that I get to spend so little time. I think there's a roof. There's a roof in the boss room, but I think the 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 structure above that has collapsed in, as far as I can remember. That and um, Ashley. Mm. Obviously, is uh, like the, I, think I was going to say Ash Lake and the the very yeah. old area of Demon Souls. Oh, um, where the old one is, or where you got to summon the old one, and it's yeah, just yeah. this desolate fucking beach. Yeah, it's grey. Are they grass. ever gonna? And then this like fucking Leviathan thing coming towards you. Um, absolutely gorgeous. They're never gonna port it to PS4. Are they ever gonna put that on PS4? I'd like it to come on PS4, I but I doubt it. <laughs> There'd have to be substantial changes. I think it's it's an. I want to play Demon Souls, Souls but I just can't stand the the PS3 controller. If they buffed it's it up to 1060, that would be like just absolutely perfect. Because I, I bought a PS4 for Bloodborne, mm. and it's been sitting here since we stopped playing Destiny because I haven't touched it since. So um, if, if I, they... I think Destiny is the only game I own for the PS4. Yeah, me too. I own like um, a few PS Plus games, but well, no, mm. I own Grand Heroes as well. But um. Mm. That's it. Me too. Yeah, me too. I have a bunch of PS4. What do I have? I've got Infamous, or was that an Xbox one? No, that was PlayStation, no, that was, wasn't it? That's, I mean, that's PS3. a gorgeous game. Um, Which one was that for again? Was that, that, was was that, that was PlayStation? Was second Son. Yeah. Killzone. Killzone is uh, technically like a really good-looking game, but doesn't really have that much in the way of atmosphere. No, it's, I would say different. going back to atmosphere though of Dark Souls. I think one thing that made that game so strong was everything felt so real and in place. Like it, yeah. it felt good when you're going from area to area. Whereas yeah, it's, like it's, it's the Dark Souls Two world. did not do that. Yeah, yeah. like there's a, there's a part in well, Dark we Souls talk... Two where you go like to Hyde's Tower, I think, and like yeah. you you come up yeah. the stair set and like you kind of get going a bit and you look behind you and there's like no indication of where you came from there's like a giant like ocean and like a weird building that's just like a block sticking up so you came up from like a weird yeah. stairway that went under an ocean that like went through a mm. thing and you're like i don't know it felt to be the fair there were yeah. together the worst transition for me there were a game, few hints of it like yeah the worst transition for that in that game for me was um going from the shaded woods to drang lake castle when you go through like a, a 20 meter tunnel from you know, this like foggy Silent Hill-esque wood out onto this cliff, sheer cliff face where it's pouring with rain and you can see the night sky and everything and this massive castles right in front of you. Like, how the fuck did I not see that in the woods, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you can you can see it. You can see that castle from like all the different places. Yeah, I know, but it's like, um, in, I don't like, think Medula you can see and... it in, you know, when mm. you're right. One thing, it, which kind of one thing that made no fucking sense was, you know, the big windmill place? Oh yeah. Like um, you you went up to the top of that, took a lift upwards, and then you're in this big volcanic lava area. Yeah. 
Like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? There wasn't even... When you get to the top of the Iron Keep, you look around, and the entire landscape around you looks like you're in hell or on a massive volcano or something. Forever and ever, yeah. 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 (laughs) There's no indication of any other landscape. Yeah, that was badly done. This is where I feel kind of bad for not having gone very far in Dark Souls 2. (laughs) We'll see. He gave up up because he couldn't beat the White Knight. Yeah. Just like on the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I no, I, I gave up because I didn't like the game. I wasn't enjoying myself. Um Well, I took your advice and went back to uh Alien Isolation and gave it another chance and I'm enjoying it. There's well, no, enjoying isn't the right word. Design. You're playing <laughs> it. the first movie so well. It en- I I suppose I would say it engrosses me a lot, but enjoy is probably the wrong word because it just is an extremely stressful game to play. <laughs> Did you get to the hospital? Very, yet? very. St- no, I only got past the first alien encounter, and I'm at the bit now with these beckoned robots chasing after me, and I'm like, oh, I had to stop last the night because I was tired. Is going but to ruin your fucking shit, dude. Really? It's so stressful. Is it? Fr- I've heard it's a very frustrating le- level because I was looking at it's, the forums and there's a, there's there's a lot of a lot of alien um, molestation in that level. <laughs> Is that isn't that like the the, the other title of the game? The theme, Alien Molestation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something should have called it. <laughs> uh, Killer yeah. Seven. Anybody? Oh man, I did not my, play that one. Unfortunately. My best friend at the time got me that game for my thirteenth birthday. I wasn't ready. <laughs> it fucking horrified me. It like is it is absolutely mental. Man. It is so so mental and weird. Like the whole thing where I, I got everyone killed and then I had to go out as what's his name. Um, G something the cleaner guy and you have to like pick up their head Garcian yeah Garcian in the in like you pick up their head in the paper bag and you take it back to the room and you put it on like a table and you have to fill it with blood by just hammering on mm. the X button and then when it when it fills up it just goes ding and it makes a really happy noise and it's just like I couldn't do that I was too scared <laughs> it, it it was the best of Suda's games I think um I would agree yeah I didn't really it, like any of the other ones I thought No More Heroes was incredibly overrated. I thought uh, Lollipop Chainsaw was terrible. Oh, like Lollipop um, Chainsaw was a Shadows of the Dam is cute. Uh, Shadows of the Dam, but the, he just did the narrative and art design, I think. The, the actual gameplay was uh, Shinji Mikami. Um, oh, uh, which is why it plays like a better Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that actually, I think that's actually the best game he's been involved with purely because he didn't do the gameplay. <laughs> like. Sign Mora too is really good because he didn't do the gameplay because his gameplay tends to be really simplistic. Yeah, um, I played Killer is Dead and I found it really, really boring. Um, that was him, wasn't it? Yes, and that was really, really bad. It was. I. It's just. I also wasn't shit. Wasn't really a fan of like the super duper thick uh, like ink ink lines around everyone. I guess like I mm, just. I, it was like Street Fighter Four gone terribly wrong. Yeah, I, I like that aesthetic. Or just Street Fighter Street Fighter Four. Just not very, just not very much. Yeah, Street Fighter Four is a, is not a pretty game at all. It, oh, it's a it's a striking game visually. Like nothing else looks like it. But Street Fighter Five looks so much better already. Like I just I like Those, the, the hands, the, the fucking hands, hands, man. They're just as bad in Street Fighter Five too. They These are giant fucking muscly fucking like sausage hands. Yeah, but on but everybody, you were just, even the women, and it's so bad. You were just extolling fucking Third Strike earlier. Have you seen Makoto's hands in Third Strike? They're like bigger than her head. Yeah, but they're like they're, they're at least they're not they're not, they're not they're proportioned incorrectly, but the fingers and shit are proportioned correctly to the hand. Uh, and considering she's very much a punching character, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Whereas in Street Fighter Five, the dude just seems to have no concept of how the structure of the hand works. 
Mm. So it's just this flat slab of meat that's cut <laughs> into like five fucking um, like tendrils. Yeah. Well, maybe it, maybe it, maybe Charlie's hand is shaped like that because all he does is throw sonic booms. <laughs> kind of. I'm thinking about it. Um, just this um, flat you know who flaps. you know who does uh, atmosphere really well. Who I think does atmosphere really well is Remedy. Uh, they, um, oh yes, absolutely. They did Alan, um, Alan, Wake, and Alan, Alan Wake and Max Payne. And the new game. Which Alan Wake's really a great, too. great game. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem. I don't know. I'll see when it comes I, I will along. But play anything made and written by Sam Lake, like the dudes are fucking yeah. genius. Like he is like. I think he's Swedish. He's like hella Swedish Kojima. Um, His ability to write about writers and their struggle of writing. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. yeah, Alan Wake is a little bit masturbatory in that respect. But he just understands the genre he's writing in. Mm. And there's always a meta-narrative that perfectly matches it. And like no one else does that. Mm. And that was such a... That game did such a brilliant... Um, the contrast between the day sections and the night sections was so huge and so well done. Like, the daytime was kind of your almost uh, Twin Peaksy yeah, soap opera style kind of, I don't know, just wandering around talking to people and it's all very bright and pretty. And then at night, you have to do the kind of action stuff. And it was really, really clever. I love the atmosphere in that game. Um, uh, Prince of and Persia. at the time, the lighting. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Like... Warrior within <laughs> yeah, is both a really good and bad example. Like the Sands of Time, yeah. absolutely stunning. So yeah. a, a Disney, so a Disney movie in motion with all that beautiful bloom lighting and stuff. Followed yeah, by yeah. A Warrior Within, which Ray. is everything that is wrong with sequels in one fucking package. Right down to the. I like that game. Page, I like it. And I Godsmack song playing and the big pirate tits. Right down to the yeah. fucking god. Yeah. I like the soundtrack in that game. Oh, See, that was the first one I played. Stand alone. <laughs> so Stand alone. Butt Rock has no place in game. It was the first one of the three I played, you see, so I didn't have the old character ruined by it. I just thought, yeah, this is a really cool platform. Oh, of time he basically became yeah, Shadow just... the Hedgehog, mm. but I was too young to get yeah, it. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the, then the 2008 reboot, I think, was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it was really well done. I, I think it was a bit simple gameplay-wise. Like, I don't think the aesthetics were as like clean and clear as uh, Sands of Time, but I thought it was, it was well done enough. What was the third one in that series? The Two Thrones or something? The Two Thrones was just forgettable. It tried. It, I played the it, first it level, do, and there was some like on rails chariot section, and I was just like, "This doesn't yeah, look good bad. at all." It tried. You to, know, like, I did. Reconcile I... Sands of Time and Warrior Within, and what it really should have mm. done is just went, "Oh, hey, Warrior Warrior Within was fucking shit." Mm. So how? Well, it was quite clever the way they actually had like they kind of referenced that in the way his character would split into the dark and the light character. Yeah, but the problem is it wasn't worth referencing. Mm. I, I was upset when I did my Miracle of Sound song about that series. I thought I had a rather clever little reference in there because there was a line that was, I think it was, I went from white to black to grey and something about losing his way. And I thought that was really clever, but nobody liked that song and I was upset. Which, which one is that? <laughs> I really liked it. It's called Back in Time. And I, I really liked it, but people just didn't really seem to latch onto it at all. I think yeah. probably by the time you got to that, Assassin's Creed was killing killing it. I just murdered yeah, the series. Maybe. Mm. The funny yeah. thing, Assassin's Creed was actually supposed to be a Prince of Persia game, and instead it just came out and like murdered the series in its sleep. Yeah. 
I will, you know, the, the fourth one actually was not too bad. It had some really cool, challenging platforming in it. Do you mean the reboot? It also um, had some pretty good ideas too. The, the combat was... Forgotten Sands, wasn't it? Oh, I, no, I, no, Forgotten Sands was awful, dude. Nah, I, I liked Forgotten Sands. wasn't, man. I thought that, there was some really... That had some amazingly cool platforming, especially towards yeah. the end. Yeah, towards the end when you're like... Really you're challenging. Uh, to create like yeah but it's hideous it's yeah like where you'd have to where, well okay well okay. actually we in, in a complete role creation. reversal here we're talking about the mechanics oh. <laughs> yeah yeah like there were these amazing sections at the end where you'd have to freeze a waterfall jump off it through another layer of water and freeze just at the right moment yeah to land on the other layer really clever so satisfying so satisfying to pull off and <laughs> bloody hard <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, well, actually, Warrior Within and Two Thrones were fucking ridiculously hard at points as well. First one was pretty easy. Yeah, I remember being hooked on in a similar Mortal Kombat way in Warrior Within. The first time I did that, like, attack where you just, like, jump over someone, you just slice them in half or whatever. I was just like, yeah, this is the only move yeah. in the oh, entire yeah. game. <laughs> very, very yeah. cool. Very cool <laughs> what, feeling with that, that move. Mm. Yeah. The, the only one that works anyway because the combos death. didn't work this, uh, this yeah it's a pity isn't it the linear style platformers mm. don't seem to really like, come along anymore them are fucking Nintendo. Yeah. Mm. and that's only if you can yeah in indies obviously but they're not doing because tomb raider platforms. has uh tomb raider has moved away from that now as well kind of yeah they're, they're definitely tomb uncharted does it uncharted just like again sank the genre yeah. Uncharted, you're just barely interacting with the game at all. That's kind of always been my problem oh, with that series. Yeah. And it's it's so fucking good at what it does. It really is. But, you know, after you've played the Prince of Persia trilogy, I think it's not as satisfying to play something like Uncharted. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, another game that I'm going to praise stylistically that was kind of forgotten in Xbox is Lost Planet. I really, I absolutely love the feel of the character as you're trudging through the snow. It felt mm. real-ish. Or it felt, I don't know, it, it was like it was like you're a boulder and you're just kind of forcing your way through. And like, you kind of get to like nice areas that are, you know, very, very cool and big. And I thought that game looked really nice. That's the one Capcom Otherwise. franchise I've never really given a, any sort of try. Uh, well, I, the second one's garbage. Like you, this. Well, the second one's it's supposed do. to be a co-op, like a full-player co-op thing, and no one played it in co-op. Oh, so, so I played bad. the demo of it, and I was just kind of. Did confused. you play it in co-op? No. That's my fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> like this is not designed for single player. If you're playing single player, the bosses take like hours to kill. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was kind of a Monster Hunter kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate when series is, when series do that. Like Dead Space Three, like if you're playing solo, you're getting it wrong. <laughs> Dead Space Three was just such a letdown in so many ways. It was the the game though was nice just aesthetically. We, I don't know. I think it just did nothing for me. Really, it was just an all right action shooter. It was a, it was a solid seven, I think, where one and two were like easy nines. Tens, tens. One and two were two fucking tens. <laughs> there are no 10s. Dead Space 2. You there are not, only 9.5s. You will not say it was not a 10. Yeah. Ten, uh, Dead Space 2 actually I don't know. my favorite one, game from last gen, I think. Just unequivically. One I don't is think an I can easy actually pick my favorite me. game from last gen. It, it, I suppose it's Dark Souls. Um, mm. I don't know. Last gen was great. There was really good stuff. That's a controversial yeah. statement. Like... <laughs> 
this, this generation that lasted maybe, maybe 10 years, gray. there were some pretty good games. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ones out there, there were some that were alright. Yeah. <laughs> the last couple know. of years have been underwhelming, though. They've been pretty yeah. rough, yeah. Mm. I the bigger pro the biggest problem I had with last gen was a lot of the big shining stars were just watered down versions of games from the previous gen. Like, oh my god, Bioshock is so amazing. It's kind of like System Shock 2, only not anywhere near as good. I see that's a controversial statement that you all agree with. Well, no, I just never played System Shock, so I wouldn't know. Uh, absolutely yeah. astounding, dude. Really, really good game. And like, the same went for like uh, Human Revolution, which is okay if you're not comparing it to Deus Ex. Yeah, and again, depending on what you look for in your games, because the original Deus Ex now, I mean, it looks very dated. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's visually, it's nowhere near, of course. It's 10 years old. But and we're talking about aesthetics here. I'm just talking mm. about in general. Like, everything Human Revolution does, Deus Ex did better. Well, yeah, the level, the. The multiple approaches were done much better in the original, weren't they? Yes. And the narrative was far more interesting and far bigger. Um, like, the entire story of Human Revolution really only compares to, like, the first the, the, one, the first or first two acts of uh, Deus Ex. <clears throat> where it just it opened up even further and things got... There was, like, conspiracies inside of conspiracies and stuff. Whereas Human Revolution was quite surface level in that respect. The Illuminati's um, Dishonored had a very cool aesthetic. I was actually going to say Arcane Studios in general, and actually just to say the fucking French in general make really gorgeous fucking games. There are some amazing French artists out there that don't really get a ton of love in like the English-speaking communities. Particularly the comics. Yeah, I think, um, they, they have so many good comic artists. It's like they're, they're, they're ahead of the Japanese in terms of unique aesthetics in comics. Yeah, definitely. Oh wow, there's the same people made Bioshock 2 that made Dishonored. I didn't know that. Arcane, yeah. I think. Oh. Dishonored, yeah. um, you'll probably agree with me on this, Gav. It felt very, like, it, the city design in it felt like Ireland, like, to me. Like, it, they really reminded me of, like, Dublin and Bioshock Galway, 2? No, uh, Dishonored. Dishonored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time, yeah. yeah. It, it was, was like, like the... it was like if Half-Life 2 happened in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the cobbles and the... Because uh, it's the full of like, starving, diseased peasants. <laughs> Is that kind of, Yeah, that very um, Georgian-British mm. um, buildings and yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. The, f the colonial buildings. <laughs> I love the Half-Life Two influence. The uh, in the sci well, one of the, the sci-fi um, buildings. One of the uh, main designers in Half-Life Two worked on this. Yeah, didn't he? actually worked on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being really excited for. What it are they making out, next? Like, not very good. Dishonored. Yeah, I really it was, did not enjoy it. <laughs> it was a, a very really? interesting system let down by a really bad meta system. Yeah, like, if they just let me fucking kill people without punishing me for it. Have or you seen those gameplay videos yeah. where the guy just and, goes and if and they... kills people in, like, really unique yeah. ways? Yeah. And Amazing. you're like, holy fucking shit, this game could have been so much if it hadn't went, oh, hey, you want the best ending? Well, enjoy using two skills to defeat every enemy in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. And I, enjoy I never, enjoy so never much, using though. your right hand. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Well, I was using That was hand. such an unbelievable design flaw that if you went stealth you completely have a useless trigger on your controller well, for I, could, example, I cannot believe how that passed playtesting in um in dishonored you can catch bullets out of the air load them into your own gun and shoot people with them um, but you're not you'll allowed. never fucking you'll yeah. never fucking do that if you want the good ending and actually the whole moral system was fucked because sometimes the good the good actions were like worse than killing people yeah 
It's like, I'm not going to kill yeah. one of these dudes. I'm going to fucking cut their tongues out and ship them off to a slave camp. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. kill this woman. Or... I'm going to put her in some fucking rape dungeon with this creepy fucking dude I've just met. Oh, man, that was so disgusting. I was like, no, I would really rather kill her. <laughs> yeah, and I just, I felt really awful after that. And the way the morality system builds into the story doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. It doesn't no, have any effect on your character. It has effect on what other characters do. Yeah. Well, you the the creeper the creeper one at least made sense that the more people you kill, the more rats and uh, there are in the city, and therefore more plague. That yeah. that at least yeah. made some yeah. sense with the narrative. And then again, but, binary uh, moral systems are fucking ass anyway, and people should stop doing them. Oh yeah, they're, they're yeah. really really bad. Uh, Absolutely, had they're terrible. Endings. I don't know. I didn't think it's just two. There are technically three endings, depending on. Um, well, kind of. You can save the girl and not save the girl, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, but then there's also like issues with um, if you kill all the guards, then there's like a lack of any structure to the society, so society just kind of breaks down. Um, it actually reflects the princess or whatever her fucking name is. Um, kind of takes what you did to heart. So if you kill a lot of people, she becomes an evil tyrant and gets murdered. Yeah. If you don't, she becomes fucking princess, princess happy Peach. pants, and it turns into the fucking mushroom kingdom. Yeah. Well, I think Divinity has a really interesting moral system in that um, depending on how much you disagree with your partner or what actions you take, you get boosts to certain stats like egotistical or mm. altruistic or Yeah, I actually really like that. Yeah. I was playing that with Cory and he Dude. fucking, he's just a douchebag. <laughs> so whenever someone tells us to do something, Cory's like, no. Yeah. And if he wins, like, if he wins the role, oh, you remember the guards? It's like, hey, the guards are like, oh, hey, you should probably be careful. And Cory's just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have to Maybe. kill them and then we become evil. Well, you know, you make decisions. You know, life is just as it is. Do what you can. And that's actually really interesting compared to like just the entire party. <laughs> they think they don't be like it is, but it do. But it be. <laughs> Actual quote from Cory. <laughs> uh, we we kind of got on top off topic, didn't we? <laughs> Aesthetics. All right. What what do we think makes good aesthetics? And is it just good aesthetics makes good aesthetics? Can we good point of, of, move on? Can we solve? Can design. we solve video games, guys? That's well, I think a lot of the best games um, aesthetics have some obviously uniformity about them, and things just fit together nicely and look right together, and have color schemes that complement each other and yeah. cover up their blemishes in clever ways. <laughs> Like, Silent Hill 2 is a, is a really good example of that, I think, and using um technical, oh, yeah. using technical limitations to not only like make the game look better, but actually like the technical lim limitations shaped how the game looked. Like because like the PS2 had this weird thing with transparent textures. Like I think it was either really good or really bad at them. It was obviously really good at them because the fog is a transparent texture. But um that's why the the fog mm. in the PS2 version looks so much better than like the rest of them. Um. And uh, just like everything looks so fucking grimy, like you know, like because you could barely make out the textures. You could see like the, but you could even see like the road was just like cracked up and rusted and everything. Um, mm. That and the music in that game was. Yeah, the fun. entire the the entire color of the game was that rust is like a mix of rust and dried blood. Yeah, yeah. That red, reddish brown, brown, ugly. Yeah, very cool. Also, like Akira Yamaoka is just well, like one of the, one of the fucking best soundtrack composers there is. Like just. Everything, all the music in one, two, and three, I haven't played four. They just fit everything so so well. Especially if you get like the. the I must the, play three. Actually, is three um is three really is three really good? Three is uh, it's kind of like the the inverse of Silent Hill two. Like I would say Silent Hill two is like an eight in story and a two in horror, whereas 
three is an eight in horror and a two in story. Like the st- the story is still good and it's okay. more interesting. Or it's 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 you know it's still interesting, but the horror is just like so so fucking scarier and more disturbing than than two. Oh wow! It's just way over the top. Wow, because I've never played a more disturbing game than Silent Hill two. <laughs> it's a differently disturbing game. Like it doesn't really do the whole like you know mm. deep look into the horrors of the male psyche thing that Silent Hill two does. It's a more general yeah. horror game. Okay, okay. But um, some of the shit in it is just like oh, mm. you know. <laughs> Like the, the the on the subject of the music, like the in water ending, which is um, the, I guess the canon ending. Um, it's not the one I got. I got like the. Are we 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 probably shouldn't spoil endings. We probably shouldn't. Because people would get pissed off. Oh, yeah, like the dishonored ending that we didn't spoil. I don't think saying the name of the. <laughs> we bring up Silent Hill and he has to leave. Yeah. He's leaving in shame <laughs> when we bring up Silent Hill. <laughs> I, I don't think naming the endings is going to spoil them, but. There is a there is a bad end or a sad end. None of them are exactly happy. Like there's a, a better ending. I got the better ending, and it plays the theme of Laura, which is like the main theme of the game, I guess, at the end. But the 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 the, the, the sad ending plays like Promise, which is like the most depressing fucking song. It's the song they play at the start of the game, and like if I had gotten that after like hearing, you know, what happens at the end of the game and everything, I would have just like burst into tears. Like it's so fucking sad. It's oh, man, I love that game. Is Silent Hill three out on um? Anything but the PS2. There's the Silent Hill HD collection, but like that, they did they absolutely butchered the games in this in that. So um, ruined us. Yeah. yeah. So I don't recommend playing that. You should emulate it. Damn. Um, it's definitely worth playing. <laughs> yeah, P- PC version would be nice. Yeah, hope so. Well, I mean, like with <laughs> with a certain game developed by Hideo Kojima coming to Steam and him co-developing Silent Hills, which I think has a pretty good chance of coming to PC. That might we might get a, a re-release of them at some point. <laughs> We'll get the HD re-release just straight ported yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of HD release, you know, so... you know what this. Oh yeah, go on. I was gonna say, uh, Shadow of Colossus, the Colossus, Shadows of Colossi, whatever it's called. That game, the Colossus. The Colossus. It looks pretty. I thought mm. the design of that game was really good. I didn't play the HD remake, yeah. so I don't know how those turned out. I didn't. Really play it. There's a uh, HD really remake of that game. HD, yeah, I think the um, re-release collection Remaster. thing. Oh, did I say your guys' is HD or did I say HD? Because I don't want to uh, be British. Like you PlayStation, guys. I guess. PS3. Yeah. Oh. Contains Ico and. I actually, Shadows, um, and I think Ico is the stronger game, personally. I was just gonna say it. I preferred Ico myself. I, I never play played that one. one. Or e or Ico, I think, is the actual well, is correct pronunciation. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. But speaking Absolutely. of HD remasters, the problem I have with them is they're inevitably made by people who think like higher definition, more detail is better, and it actually very rarely is. Sometimes, because um, it, it can sometimes look poorly done, like it, it yeah. can look like a game that isn't quite up to modern standards. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what well, yeah, a shitty, a shitty, a shitty texture look looks even shittier when you can see it better. Yeah. Um. So I mean. Th- it's not a professional example, but have any of you played the uh, Half-Life 2 cinematic mod? No, no I haven't. No, which, but I saw your, which I saw your screenshot. Which proposes to and make it look like a modern game. And it looks like fucking shite. Yeah. <laughs> there are the cracks in Half-Life 2 are definitely starting to show. Like, it is 10 years old, which is, you know, understandable. But um, like if you just, if you don't look too much at it, like if you just, you know, don't, stop and look at something in particular like it still looks amazing but if you start like you know analyzing the facial models and everything everything just starts to look a little uh i played it about six months ago and i'm still very impressed by it i mean it's old it is an old game but it's still visually impressive because the art design is so strong yeah 
it doesn't go for ultra hyper realism though and i think that's it just it just keeps it under that line of uncanny valley that dates it too much yes precisely. you know they it, it, it's it's realistic to a point and it's authentic to a point but they don't go for hyper realism which means it's dated more generously i think or more well, kindly like, rather King fortress 2 is dated really well as well yeah. because um it's eight years old at this point, and it still looks fine because it, they went for a ridiculous cartoon overblown shit. That oh, but that's the problem with Valve games now, especially Dota. The hats, dude. The hats are ruining the visual design. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, Valve are now making a VR headsets. So I mean, so it's... they're now physically making hats to sell to people. <laughs> yeah, fancy technical hats, <laughs> but hats regardless. <laughs> Valve hats. It's a proper Valve hat. The thing about cartoonish design is that all you need to update it is better anti-aliasing and a higher resolution. Yeah. Like, you can, I mean, look at Nintendo, you can take Wind Waker, you can make it a higher resolution, and you can re-release it. It's like a modern game, and it still looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Same goes for TF2. Pretty much. Never really uh, got into TF2. Tried it once or twice, but just... I don't know, played I couldn't about really get into it. Hours. It was the game I just sort of played when I had nothing else to do. Um, yeah. But I have friends who played it for like 10 times that amount, and they're like, yeah, I feel the exact same way. And I'm like, how? What happened? Where did those hours go? <laughs> it was my go to until Dota 2. I'd much rather play it than Dota. But, Dota 2 is like ruined your life, hasn't it? <laughs> it's made it a lot more difficult. Dota 2 ruined my <laughs> life. I'm 31 years old. It, uh, though actually it's no i don't think games can do that unless you have like full-on mental issues like yeah the reason i was playing dota 2 rather than working is because i didn't want to work um <laughs> and once i got over that and i started wanting to work again i just i've played very little dota since then i think metal yeah. gear solid is ruining mm-hmm. gav's life uh via me <laughs> just via just constantly how much it's brought up <laughs> no man fucking alien isolation is ruining my life i was so stressed when i stopped playing that last night <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I just don't think I'd enjoy it. I don't like horror games. I don't like being scared. I don't like I think being it's one chased. of the, the best survival horrors in years. That's fine. It's the scariest horror game I've played. I would say definitely. It's the definitely the most tense and stressful game I've ever played mm. by 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 a huge margin. It's uh, but that, but again, that kind of comes from a little bit of randomness and cheapness on the game's behalf. So I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. Because the alien can literally just drop out of a vent right behind you and fucking stab you in the back and you won't even know it's there. And it's like, oh, Actually, that, that. there is a slight notification that he's there. If you look very carefully, there's saliva dripping from the uh, the vent. Okay. Yeah. Very, very carefully. It's, it's, oh, no, honestly, <laughs> it's it's a very fair game in that regard. Once the alien is like in the area, he can't like teleport around or anything. He he moves through the vents like you do. Yeah. Which I think is is very interesting because it means sound actually matters. Like a big problem with horror games again, with sound design is they just they play spooky shit at you that has no real effect on the game. You see, again though, there's two problems I have with isolation as well, and it's a a problem that is um, first person stealth in general. It's kind of can be very frustrating to deal with and because you can't see what you're doing and where it is and you can hear it walking and you're not sure if you pop your head out it's going to be right there and then there's the whole thing that like there'd be sometimes the aliens looking right at you and because it's beyond an arbitrary distance it can't see you even though you can see it and i've always found that really kind of silly 
yeah. in stealth games because then you don't know how close is it going to get before it sees me and then that again becomes a whole other game of stress <laughs> yeah. well the idea is that and then when blind, you do don't they the alien so i mean it makes sense for an alien because they can't are see. they yes they don't have well they don't have eyes no they're they do have eyes no they don't they don't they, they do, man. The eyes are under their, um, under a canopy. Really? I've never oh, yeah. once seen a picture look up, of Xenomorph's eyes. Look up Xenomorph's skull. Our entire audience is now <laughs> Every, everyone also goes silent. Okay, this is googling the Xenomorph's skull. Everyone also look up a Xenomorph skull. Yeah. Yeah, they have eyes. They're just underneath the, um, the... They're like, you know, blacked out car window Guy kind of effect. Guy can the like. alien as being vaguely human, but a human in full armor protected from all outside, his force, outside forces. He mandated that the creature have no eyes because he felt that it made them much more frightened. Huh, okay. But does that mean it can't see? Maybe I, I it sees through other things. It's seized by hearing, hmm. or it's seized by being fucking horrifying. Does it have sonar on that giant dome head? I, I always thought it just, it just, like, it, it sensed shit. It didn't, like, actually see shit. It just sensed stuff through one of the senses, like sight? <laughs> not sight. Like body heat and shit. There is some debate as to whether or I not just Googled, they have eyes. Are they I just googled are they blind and the first thing that came up was are xenomorphs real? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what really bugs me about colonial the colonial marines hate? Anal colon marines. You know when um, there's, a, there's a section where there are actually full-on blind aliens, like the white ones, mm. um, that you have to slowly make your way around, and they can only see you if you move. And there's that screenshot of the alien like walking up to someone and then walking away. <laughs> I fucking love that mm. one. And everyone's like, oh, look how fucking bad this game is. But it's actually supposed to be like that. It, it is blind. Mm. But not, God, that not eyesight. Blind in its other senses that you're talking about. But have you have you googled um, Xenomorph Skull? Because like if all the images that are there, they have eyes. Well, do we ever actually? You never actually see a Xenomorph Skull in the uh, the main series. You see them in um, a, a Predator. A predator, yeah. which isn't technically canon. Mm. Like I mean, I don't even think they're supposed to have bones. They're all like chitin and shit. Yeah. It's such a fucking ingenious creature design, isn't it? It's just so clever. Oh yeah, Geiga was a fucking genius. He was. You've, uh, they're you've so seen fucking his, um, terrifying. Triptychon album covers, haven't you, Gov? Yeah, they're great. There's so many penises. <laughs> oh yeah, dicks everywhere. But then that's what the alien is. It's a big it's, it's fucking a, yeah, dick. It's a big, it's like, a big dick, which matches what the movie's about, which is it's about rape and yeah. pregnancy. And the and shit. facehuggers are, you know, vaginas with dicks. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Vaginas with dicks sticking out of them. This is, start, this, Speaking, is turn, this is turning into the speech. This is getting America. a bit weird, actually. <laughs> yeah. We should probably. Oh, so start I think with that, up. we've kind of reached the end of the podcast. I think. Yeah, just a little. Uh, yeah. It's kind of descended into philistines ripping down art by a talented artist because they can't handle no, its, its raw sexuality. <laughs> it's 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 descended into us having a casual chat, completely forgetting that other people have to listen to this. Yeah, that's what it's descended that's exactly into. What it is. We should probably just get together and talk for two hours before we start the fucking podcast. <laughs> oh. Well, the thing is, when we do that, we always cover all the fucking topics in depth and then just mention them briefly in the podcast. That's true. I made more good mm. points to Gray in the ten minutes we were talking yeah. before the podcast than I did on the podcast. G- Gabe and I were talking about. Um, Persona. How video games imitate movies and that shows and orchestral soundtracks and stuff. Yeah, and uh, we cover that quite deeply before the podcast. Then the podcast, like Gabe mentions it once in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you thank talk you very about it much next for week. watching, guys. We will see you. You will hear us next week. Bye bye. Where the topic will be. Uh, bye bye. Sorry.
<laughs> uh, Apologies in advance. <laughs>